Welcome to The Grafters Podcast. Brought to you by Reanimate Performance and the Heavy Metal Strength Coach. Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Grafters Podcast. I am the Heavy Metal Strength Coach and I am joined by Rianne of Reanimate Performance. Hi Rianne. Hello. And today marks the first of a mini-series that we are doing called Humans Are Capable of Amazing Things. And today we are joined by Robin Smith and James Lockley. First of all, thanks for joining us, guys. You're welcome. And what they have done recently um, was an absolutely insane bout of endurance, a charity event that involved, um, just correct me if I'm wrong, on this um, reps, uh, Robin, it was 3,870 between the two of you? Yes, that's correct. Which, um, just to give people some context out there, is... 387 sets of 10 and if anyone out there has ever done German volume training and has done 10 sets of 10 and felt how that feels it's it's almost beyond compare it's beyond imagination to think about what 387 sets of 10 must feel like and we'll get into what these guys were doing this event about but uh, and the, the, the specific details about it. But first of all, guys, hello and welcome to the podcast. What I'd like you to do is, Robin, I'm going to get you to go first and just give us a little bit of a background into you as a person and you as a lifter. Uh, yeah, so um, I am a powerlifter. Well, I'm trying to be anyway. Yeah. Um, I have been powerlifting for ooh, uh, four years now, I think. Yeah. I think it's four. Um, so I used to kind of, I got really into the fitness world, kind of doing the functional fitness, CrossFit style training, um, did that for about a year and a half. And then I was just in a local gym training and, um, the owner came over and kind of took me through a deadlift session. I pulled 130, um, having never really kind of followed a strength program or anything. Bloody hell. Um, and he basically turned around and was like, you shouldn't be this strong. <laughs> um, so he was like, oh, have you ever heard of powerlifting? And I was like, nope, no idea what that is. Um, so went away, did a little bit of research and thought I'd give it a go because at that point I kind of, I didn't have anything specific to train for and I always train a lot better when I've got a goal. Yeah. Um, so kind of up until that point, I've been training for kind of fat loss and general fitness. So powerlifting just gave me a little bit of a shift and a different goal to work towards. Okay. Um, so yeah, pretty much been training powerlifting since then. Yeah. Um, I think Robin's been modest with her description of <laughs> a powerlifter. Um, so I'm lucky enough to to coach Robin, and she's had um, a Scottish deadlift record. She is very very close to the bench record as well. And I think Robin is only just discovering exactly what she can do as a powerlifter. There's going to be absolutely bags of potential to realize over the next few years. So I just wanted to add that, add that in there because she won't. Um, how about, <laughs> James, how about you, my friend? Uh, yeah, um, I guess I got into lifting in the way I think most guys do, just road training, mostly wanted to look good. I think it was a, a negative connotation with, with looking uh, 
what would be deemed as bad. Um, and then after a little while, I started to want to get into gymnastics. And that's not, it's not something that you can actually really get into that much when you're an adult. Um, and then kind of stumbled across weightlifting instead, uh, watching videos on YouTube and then sought out a coach. Um, which, so I started to be based out of form, which is a CrossFit box, um, which is pretty cool. I think if, if anyone hasn't trained in a CrossFit environment or, or near a box, they should definitely do it once. Cause I mean, it, the, the energy is just a, a, a different level of, of intense, but also like a community. Uh, so, so yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, was yeah, shout, shout out to um the guys at form they've they've created an amazing establishment there um, um my, my my partner's done um a talk there i visited there a few times and yeah it's really really good anyway sorry james i interrupted no no sorry um yeah trained there for about a year and a bit uh that's where i met robin actually um oh i didn't know during that during a weightlifting <laughs> class um and then after a little while uh I stumbled across Graft with a friend um, and then introduced, well, Robin and I went for a, a few free trial sessions there. And I think we, we just fell in love with the, with the environment there as well as the environment at form. Yeah. Um, but the, the equipment and obviously the, the setting of Graft was a little bit more in tune with both of our themes of training. So we started to train there a little bit more um, and then eventually transitioned fully. Um, and yeah, that, that's pretty much where I am. I'm just trying to also trying to be, become a coach for weightlifting, but um, more of like a side hustle uh, just because I like money. Uh, so I'll stay in IT. Um, <laughs> no, staying in IT has meant. I, Whoa, the <laughs> politics has started already. <laughs> staying in IT is meant. podcast. No, London. politics. <laughs> without, the, uh, without the IT money, we probably wouldn't have had a home gym and probably wouldn't have raised a bunch of money for charity. and made ourselves feel utterly terrible in the process. So, yeah. <laughs> and um, so, runabouts. All right, fantastic. So um, let's get into why you wanted to do this charity event. So how long have you been planning it and when did the ideas kind of start to germinate? Um, I'd say probably about four weeks ago, if that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, any, anyone that knows me and the kind of, crazy ideas I do tend to come up with for charity events um knows that I do just go a bit crazy I have a bit I definitely think I've got something slightly wrong in my head um whereby I don't I feel like if I'm going to do something for charity then it has to be something that I would never do otherwise um yeah. and it has to be like a real real challenge so like it's not I wouldn't just go out and kind of walk a mile or something um, I need to do something that's actually going to kind of really push me to the limit mm -hmm. because otherwise I kind of feel a bit guilty asking people for their money. Mm. Yes. So that's yes. where the sort of level of craziness stems from. <laughs> Inspired uh, by our cousins. Yeah. I think if you're, if you're raising money and awareness around people that are suffering, you've got to take yourself to a very dark place in the actual mm -hmm. event itself. And um, hmm. to, to bring more awareness, it's almost like just for that day, you're suffering in a similar way um, that the people that you're raising awareness about will be suffering. And I think that's a really good place to kind of transition into talking about um, why you wanted to uh, raise awareness about this specific subject and indeed what subject you wanted to raise. 
awareness about. So if you just want to say a few words about that, either James or Robin or both of you, that would be amazing. Uh, so the charity we're raising money for is called the Campaign Against Living Miserably. Um, and its goal is to raise awareness around suicide, particularly male suicide, um, as it's the biggest killer of men under 45. It is. Um, but it does kind of focus on suicide in general. Yeah. Um, the, reason, the reason we kind of went with the charity is because it's actually my company's charity of the year. So oh. every year, um, like it goes out to a vote, well, first of all, nominations, so everyone in the company can nominate a charity that's close to their heart, um, and then it goes out to a vote for the company. Um, and I think Calm got a stupidly high percentage of the vote, so it's obviously very close to a lot of people's hearts. Um, and I'm assuming that's not just within our company. So, yeah, so that's kind of where the link to Calm comes from. Um, but obviously it's a cause that kind of, I think, deserves awareness. Um, and a, a charity that needs money raising for it. Um, and given kind of the current circumstances, uh, lots and we should have been doing a 24 hour cycle in the office to raise money. Um, but obviously we're not in the office, so we can't do that. So I kind of wanted to do something in place of that. Um, yeah. so that we can still make sure that we were raising some money for them. Yeah. Um, so how do you guys think lifting helps your mental health? <laughs> oh that's a hard question but I mean I think it's integral to it I think that there's so many ways that you could describe it being important to it um, I think if you if you lift from a young age as an example you, you, you start to create a, a disciplined mindset rather than thinking everything needs to be handed to you Yeah, uh, I think I was benefit, benefited by starting fairly young with that when I started my first job um, and kind of learned not only that you had to be disciplined to achieve a lot in one place, you also had to do the same in the other. And then also having the ability to have a disconnect from one thing onto the other when lifting was, was, was too much. Like if I was struggling to do certain things, then work would be a distraction or life would be a distraction. And just kind of having that different part of life was quite beneficial to a structured mind um, yeah that makes a lot of sense so in terms of how you started to plan this event like the number of repetitions was something that was extremely important and the amount of weight that was on the bar was extremely important i wonder if you could just say a little bit about why you did have those amount of repetitions to do um, i know the number was slightly different at first and if you want to say a few words about that too that would be amazing <laughs> uh, yeah so um, we started with kind of, I did, went on to the Calm website and did a little bit of research and discovered that 18 lives are lost every day to suicide, um, which is obviously quite a large number. Um, so we thought we would scale it up and see how many lives were lost in a year. Um, when I first did the calculation, I did it on 365 days. As everyone knows, that's how many days there are in a year. Um, and then I thought, oh no, it's 2020, it's a leap year. So I've got to have to play. <laughs> because apparently 6,570 reps wasn't quite enough for my crazy mm. brain. So I had to add <laughs> So that's where the 6,588 came from. Yes. Um, from there, we, as it was a company, um, it is a company charity and it kind of 
was linked to the company, the event, um, we opened it up to all of my colleagues to help them, um, to help them, get them to help us uh, achieve that goal. So we set it out. No, I don't think anyone else in the company has a home gym. So we set it out for running, walking and cycling. So every kilometer run, walked and cycled in the 12 days between when we announced it and when we um, actually took on the challenge yep. was counted as a rep um, and taken off the total reps that we were going to need to do on Saturday. Um, so they managed to achieve 2,718 kilometers between them, um, which obviously brought our rep count down to 3,870. So that's kind of where we settled on for the rep count. Um, yeah. In you- terms of the weight, uh, we so we chose 84 kilos as that's the average weight of a man in the UK um, and because calm kind of focuses a little bit more on male suicide we thought we'd go for the male the average male weight so you were literally lifting the amount of weight that is I guess removed from the world um, removed from this country every other country um, and each repetition represented one of those people and the story behind them. That's, that, that's really cool. Rihanna, have you got any questions at this point? Yeah, I was going to say, did, did you guys um, find yourself for the 12 days that you'd sort of put it out there, were you guys pretty panicky about how many kilometres your work colleagues were ramping up just in case you were like, what if we have to do like <laughs> all of these reps? Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I think there was a point after maybe the first week where I think they'd only done about 500 kilometers. Um, so yeah, <laughs> we were all starting to have a major panic on just how many reps we were going to have to do yeah. um, and the logistics around it and everything. But luckily they all banded together and the ones that had been doing the kilometers but not tracking it in the software that we'd wanted them to kind of got there their entries in as well so that made a massive difference oh that's really good and how, how did you guys prep for this i know <laughs> you guys what prep- was that noise for? <laughs> <laughs> sorry 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 <laughs> well uh, let me just um kind of interject there just before those guys um answer that question um so and i'm in fact i'm going to interrupt with another question how many days did you prepare for this event for guys? Uh, maybe 14. Maybe 14. It was 13 days <laughs> that these guys prepared for this. And uh, <laughs> now, do you think that short time span was um, beneficial or detrimental to how you got through the day? Beneficial to mental state. And oh. then completely detrimental to physical um <laughs> but we're alive so it's all right yeah um, yeah so how long did it take you to complete the actual event on the day uh i think it was pretty much exactly 15 hours hmm. okay and how long did you want to do it <laughs> about 10 okay maybe um, 12 <laughs> what was the original idea it was that it was 10 oh yeah so this, I don't think this ever actually got shared with Chris. No. So my original idea gonna had been um, 10 reps for 10 hours of 100 kilos. Okay. No, sorry, 10 sets of 10 reps for, for 10 hours. Yeah. At 100 kilos. Oh my <laughs> Double, <right>? God. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, 
no, that sounds like too much. Ma mainly thinking about the weight. Had we switched the weight to 84, then we would have done obviously a whole lot less. So the, the event in of itself is, is, is much better in this format. Um, but. Uh, and, and I think at that point, that's when we started knocking ideas back and forth. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I, I got this message over, so we're thinking about doing this charity event. So I thought, oh yeah, okay. So we'll work out how many people have um, committed suicide this year. We'll work out the average weight. Uh, then I'll write a program over a series of six to nine months, and then I got this. And, and then about, I think I, my memory's failing me a little bit, but maybe two hours later, I got a uh, funding link coming through. I was like, okay, cool. They're being, they're being nice and organized. I'll, I'll sit down. I'll write a six to nine month plan. Um, and then we'll go from there. And then I looked at it and it was like, it's in 12 days. Uh, okay. What am I going to do now? And in all honesty, as a coach, there's not much you can do about that when someone is coming from kind of a powerlifting peaking plan. I know we're a couple of months away um, from fully peaking into something that's an insane and an absolutely insane endurance event. So um, how did you feel that morning when you were about to start the event? Did you, did you feel scared? Did you feel nervous? Did you have any idea what to expect? Um, I think I was a little bit nervous. Like I didn't sleep particularly well the night before. Um, I kind of had like, probably I'd call it a pre-competition night's sleep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, slept well until about quarter to three and then tossed and turned from then. Um, genuinely at quarter to three, the thought went through my mind of, do I just get up now and start so that then we'll finish earlier? <laughs> 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 but, but seeing as James was fast asleep, I thought that might be a bit mean. <laughs> so I did try to sleep more. Um, yeah, so we just kind of, we tried to go through like our normal morning routine before like a Saturday training day. Um, so same breakfast, same coffee, all of that sort of thing. So kind of try and keep it as normal as possible. Um, and then, yeah, I think, I don't really think the kind of size of it had still quite hit me by that point. Yeah. How, how did your bodies feel during it? Like, well, obviously, I imagine it progressively just got quite horrible in terms of like muscles just not feeling the same as when you started if you were just yeah yeah so just just to give the listeners some context you first planned to do it all the repetitions through squats at 84 kilos deadlifts at 84 kilos um, and then bench press at 42 kilos uh, what lifts did you start with and what strategy did you begin with so just to clarify on that, so the bench press was at 42 kilos, but it meant doing double the reps. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. So it was kind of, it was still 84 kilos lifted counted as one rep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so we started with squat and bench, um, <clears throat> which in hindsight, I'm not sure if it was a good thing or not. Um, because so we, did a practice run of squats on the Monday, so five days before it. Yeah. Um, and both kind of went, we can't do sets of 10. We're not going to be able to keep this up for as long as we need to keep it up. Um, so we decided to cut squats to sets of five, which meant basically we were doing sets of five for squats and bench. So that's what we were racking up each set. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, five and a six. Oh, yeah, because we started with 12 bench. Um, so the progress through those first 
three hours was so slow. Yeah, the number barely changed. Yeah, and it just it just didn't feel like we were going anywhere. Like we'd we'd been going for three hours and we were still on like three thousand five hundred reps to go or something. Like it had hardly moved. Yeah. Um, and I think that was kind of the first big mental dip. Mm-hmm. And what what got you through that? Um, we stopped, had some food, and then just went. We'll, we'll swap to deadlifts. We'll just do deadlifts from here on in. Um, because we knew we'd just get so many more reps done so much faster. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, we just went squat to run. Uh, what did you do in terms of food in the days before in order to um, have enough energy to get through this horrific thing? Pasta. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the pasta in the world. All the pasta was consumed. Yeah. Um, okay. And then um, how about hydration? What were your plans in terms of that? Um, so we had like an electrolytes and carbs drink. Um, so it's one that I have used before in training, um, kind of in the lead up to comps and stuff. So I'm used to drinking that. Um, so we started with that and then we also got some of the new clear whey stuff from my protein so that we could try and get some protein in without having the milkiness. Yes. Um, so we were like sipping on that, sipping on the electrolytes and carbs. Um, which worked for maybe the first four or five hours. I think, yeah, it worked generally. But yeah. the, the issue being you just had a really sweet mouth the yeah. whole time and yeah. everything else was sickly. So like even you tried to eat something else and it would just taste of nothing because you're just overloaded with sweetness. Um, <clears throat> so then your only result was even sweeter sweets. Um, <laughs> so it's a barrage of sweetness in the mouth. So... After three hours, it looked like the number was barely moving. Uh, what happened then? Um, so, yes, yeah, so we swapped to deadlifts, and then suddenly we got, I think, double what we'd done in the first three hours, done in an hour or something. Mm, like, wow. It was mental, the jump. Um, and I think that broke us through the 3,000 mark. I think it was our first hour of deadlifts that got us through that, maybe just starting the second. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of, that helped a lot mentally. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of go, okay, we're at, we are actually making progress. Hmm. And how was your body feeling at this stage, um, both of you? I think we were different. I think Robin was able to just keep going. I don't know whether through like blind numbness or just, <laughs> just that's, that's how she's made and I'm, I'm made slightly differently. I knew... Like I could feel myself getting cranky, um, and I knew I, that if I ate something, I would feel better, and and it did. It made me feel ten times better. Um, but obviously, Robin wanted to get out there and and, and get it done quicker, um, which made things go quicker. But then obviously, you, you you hit a bit of a wall, and I think it's harder to it was harder to recover from that when we hit, when we did. Yeah. Go. So, at what point yeah. did you feel like you hit your first wall? second round of deadlifts which is yeah it was about one o'clock when we stopped for lunch i think yeah so was it when you actually stopped and sat down that that wall really started to hit or was it during the actual sets that you were doing it i think for me it was during like i could feel the lockout on the deadlifts was slowing down Mm -hmm. um like it was still fast but compared to the speed it had been moving it was definitely slowing down Mm. um Given up until this point, I'd probably I'd had a bagel and a slice of bread. Yeah, <laughs> and that, I think that was it. 
um, and considering this was what our fifth hour or something by this point, like, but I just everything I ate made me feel sick, so I just couldn't eat anything. Yeah. I didn't want to eat anything. Um, Eating stuff was hard, but yeah. So then we we stopped. We'd um, cooked a pizza, no, a couple of pizzas. Mm. I think we managed to eat like two slices each, yeah. and then just felt so sick that oh, really? we basically just like laid out for about half an hour. Yeah, the, the pizza tasted <laughs> terrible. No, not through fault of the pizza. We've had them before. They're not that bad. Um, but <laughs> the pizza. Yeah, the exhaustion of like the work and stuff, you're just like, ah, oh, no. Yeah, it's like dry sugar mouth and then like trying to eat these pizza. I think we just covered it in ketchup and then just like accepted that <laughs> some of the extra sugar from the ketchup was going to help. Um, <laughs> and then be- when, you, when you went in there afterwards, after you've eaten, um, how were the reps feeling then? First sucked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time we braked, the first setback was horrible. Just, <laughs> just yeah, like you felt every like all the pain that had kind of been there and niggling was just ten times worse. Yeah, every like set back every time. You feel terrible on the first, and then after like two more sets, you'd feel amazing and feel like you could go forever. And then about eight sets later, you were down in the dumps again. <laughs> yeah, so you, you hit your first major wall after approximately um, three hours. Is there anything sticking out as the major second wall for both of you? Um, I think you had a bit of a dip at like three, half three-ish. I think, yeah, around that lunchtime, I'd got like just smashing my chest. I think just because I've, the difference in our bodies, my ribs will probably be more like sticking out. Um, you don't have breasts. Um, I don't have the breasts. <laughs> nor do I have yeah. a sports bra. Some... Yeah, there was definitely some extra padding from the sports bra. Yeah, so yeah. that was that was absolutely killing. Like just every time you'd lay down for the bench, obviously you'd kind of stretch out, and the, just the sternum felt like I felt like I'd broken a rib. But then, obviously, critically, I knew I hadn't because I could breathe. Um, but it just felt so shite. Um, so it was every single repetition hitting the same area repetitively over and yeah. over and over again, progressively hurting more. Yeah, exactly. So I switched to push press for a bit, which then ended up hurting my elbow anyway. But, you know, swings and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts. I was going to say, did you guys find, obviously, um, from training you'll know that when you're doing certain lifts, there's like a little niggle and stuff like that, oh, that, that doesn't feel quite right. And because there were so many reps, did you guys find yourself mentally battling, like, I'm going to get injured? This is like a stupid amount of reps. Like, what were your thoughts on that as you could feel your body's just getting a bit slow of the movement patterns and like niggles coming in and like elbow pain and stuff? What were your thoughts on that? Um, so I had a slightly weird wrist pain when we were squatting. Um, and kind of felt like my shoulders were going to tear on almost every Brent press after about two hours. Um, <laughs> but, but besides, it it wasn't like none of the pains for me anyway. None of them felt like they were going to develop into an injury. Yeah. It was just the repetition um, that was hard. And after, so when we started deadlifting, because we were using straps, because obviously like there's no way our hands could have put up with that many reps of deadlifts. Um, but our straps were digging in and rubbing our wrists so we ended up having to like k-tape our wrists to protect them from the straps um and that k-tape on my wrist helped the pain that I developed during the squatting anyway so that basically went away um when we started deadlifting yeah Um, but I think the worst the worst pains from the day wasn't any of the muscular pain it was the bruising so like Mm -hmm. bruising on the wrists from where my straps were digging in 
bruising yeah. on my stomach from my belt, um, bruising on the chest from the bench press. Like those were the pains that were the worst. Um, cause like the muscle pain you could just kind of deal with and not completely ignore because you knew it was there, but it was like, once you starting a set was the worst because you could feel all the bruises, but once you start, got moving, it was fine. And then yeah. when you stopped, it hurt again. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that cycle, that over and over. <laughs> yeah. How did you adjust your technique in order to save energy, um, in order to get through um, um, the 3,600 and odd um, repetitions? Did you just do it competition style? Um, or did you alter it? <laughs> CrossFit, CrossFit deadlifts, that's what it um, was. Yeah, I mean, we bounced all the deadlifts. For the first few sets, I was kind of dropping my last deadlift as well. Um, but we did, we were quite conscious of our neighbors as well and didn't want to piss them off if we were constantly. <laughs> did you have any complaints that day? No, no we didn't actually. I think the pads um, did really well. Too, yeah. And for bench, I, I think I probably started with close to my competition arch and then it slowly flattened during the day. Um, and then I think I can't actually remember when I switched, but at some point in the day, I, switched to just doing feet up bench. So I just had my feet on the end of the bench because having them down was just putting extra pressure on my back, which I didn't need. Um, and I was able to get like some leg drive just from having my feet on the bench. Um, so yeah, most of the, I'd say probably the second half of bench reps were all done with feet up. Yeah. Um, so how did you find the conversation between the both of you going um, throughout the day? Did you find you made less and less sense and <laughs> had less and less um, energy to actually talk? Did you run out of things to say? How did you manage all that? <laughs> we had a greater and greater uh, time as we went along. Uh, the, yeah, you know, I think the only issue we had was that I, I got a little bit annoyed with the chest pain because it was so early. Um, I think Robin hit that much later on. Yeah, um, so I, I was a little bit frustrated with that. But then, other than that, I think for the most part, as the as the day went on, we just got more and more silly. Um, yeah. From my perspective, every time I rang you, I just saw James's big grinning face. <laughs> time, and I never even got a hint of uh, any grumpiness or, or being annoyed or no. anything like that. It was just it was just that one blip. The the rest was big smiling face fine. and. I think that that's quite fitting because with the subjects that you're raising awareness about, that will often be the case that the people that are suffering the most will almost hide it, will will push it down and not be able to share um, that kind of thing. So I, I think it, it really, really worked well. And this is a really interesting topic to go through that you were feeling that frustrated and, and, and that much in pain, but there was still that smile on your face. Yeah, and I think, to be honest, it was nice to have someone else to speak to as well and like help the time pass a little bit more. Mm. Um, because, yeah, like while obviously we, we did get on really well through the whole thing, there weren't any like fallouts or arguments or anything, yeah. um, but it is 15 hours in a garage with just the two of us. Um, so it was nice just to have somebody else to speak to. Yeah. Um, did, did you use um, specific music or um, anything to get you in, in the mood to do it or to keep you on point or just to keep you aware? Uh, not really. We just had like our kind of normal 
gym playlist mm. that we've been playing at home yeah. Um, yeah. for most of it. Um, except the speaker decided that it wanted to play the same song over and over and over just, again. So just really, that was another added frustration just for Just the same, same song <laughs> over and over again. I can't <laughs> when you fork out so much money on it. And it's just like, no, I'm going to play the same song over and over again. No, there you go. That's the algorithm out the window. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we started watching Britain's Got Talent. Oh, yeah. sorry. Did you, any of you guys wear a, um, like a Garmin or like an Apple Watch and like, Track your workout to see how much energy you burn. No, we don't have one. So. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see. I, I was I was wondering what the what you reckon from the top of your head. How how many calories do you reckon you guys burn from? Oh, <laughs> oh, so many, so many. <laughs> oh, Enough so to justify our Chinese. Oh yeah, favorite Chinese. Oh. Open. Oh, <laughs> <David Cook. laughs> Couldn't move my body, but Dave was good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so at, at this point, I think in the story, we were about what, six, seven hours in. We're in that um, midpoint. Was this about the stage that you guys found the hardest, like the, the, the right in the middle, or was it somewhere else? Uh, so for me, was hitting the halfway point was the hardest bit, um, I think, minus like the last hour. But Because um, you guys were tallying all your own repetitions, weren't you? There wasn't someone there counting it for you. You were always having to be aware of exactly what you were doing. Yeah, so I'd made a spreadsheet up um, which would calculate all that. So I could put in kind of how many reps we did in an hour. It would calculate what we'd done. Um, it would do the bench calculation. So we didn't have to do that. But So for every hour, we'd like, track our sets on the whiteboard. And then at the end of the hour, um, I'd can, like put those into the spreadsheet, update the reps remaining, and then just wipe off all the work we've done. <laughs> so you can go from having like a full whiteboard and be like, yeah, we've done like 12 sets this hour. It looks so good. And then we just wipe it clean and it would just be white again. And it's like every time you're going back to the beginning. Um, and also to begin with, for some reason, I didn't write up the reps completed on the whiteboard. So we only had reps remaining. Oh, yeah, so fine. you'll probably remember for the first couple of times you called, you're like, oh, how many have you done? I was like, I've no idea, but I only know what's left. So, yeah. um, so I think that was, from a mental point of view, I think that was a bad idea. Um, so we did, after we'd crossed the halfway mark, I suddenly thought, why don't I put up how, how many we've completed as well? And then we can see that number getting bigger and that might help. Mm. Um, but yeah, because I think the halfway point, it was, I'd, we hit it at like five o'clock or something. Just um, <laughs> by so, Robin's dad saying, you're halfway at 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Not it, quite sure he got what we it were It had been like eight hours by that point, And it was just, it, it was actually really demoralizing hitting halfway because you were like, we have to do this all again. And it's taken <laughs> eight hours to get here. And it wasn't, I thought it was going to be like, yeah, we're halfway. But yeah, it was the complete opposite. I was just wanted to cry i think that was the lowest point yeah so that was a, and then when did it start to look up again from there was it the last rep or did it start to kind of brighten um, the further you went along uh when we broke through a thousand so when we got into triple digits it was you kind of you were like oh yes we're we're nearly there and then we did about 100 more reps and it was, I remember, because we stopped with 870 to go. And it was actually, it was like, we're so close, but we're so far. Like, we still have 87 reps of 10 to do. So, sorry, 87 sets of 10 to do. 
before we could get there. Um, yeah, and we were exhausted by that point. Mm. Um, how much caffeine did you have to take in order to get through this? <clears throat> well, a tablet, a caffeine tablet and a, and a paracetamol went quite a long way out at a certain point. <laughs> that, was, that was like the thing. That was a treat. Um, so we had quite a few of those. Yeah. As a so after our disastrous lunch attempt, uh, when I think it was probably about an hour and a half later, James basically dragged me back in the house and was like, you need to eat something. Um, we discovered that half a bagel and a paracetamol and a caffeine tablet. And then so that was... A Bovril bagel, man. <laughs> oh, was it? Oh, no, yeah. Um, yeah, that was kind of the recipe for success because mm. it gave us something salty because we were snacking on sweets while we we're in the gym. So it kind of got rid of the, the sugar, gave us something salty, and then yeah. a bit of painkillers, a bit of caffeine. Crisps are definitely the, uh, the answer to anybody who wants to do something similar if you're not <laughs> After you hit the triple digits, yeah. how were both your bodies feeling at that point? Very beaten up. Like, w worse than that three-hour mark, or was it con a continuous feeling of awfulness from about three hours onwards? I don't know. It's hard to tell, I think. Uh, you got to a certain point, and like, your body had just hurt the same, I think, at the same points. Mine got worse with my belt. I just I hadn't really noticed it oh, yeah, your belt. until... That's built. I actually I can't remember when, but quite late on. Um, and then suddenly it was like every time I did my belt up, every time I bent over, it was just agony. Um, yeah. Your belts are agony anyway. Trying to put <laughs> those on. wearing a powerlifting belt. <laughs> <laughs> so thick. Yeah, it's brutal. So um, how did you kind of get through that? How did you keep doing the sets was it keeping um the uh, the cause in mind or was it stuff that you were saying to each other i think it was probably a little bit of both mm. um i kept yeah i kept reminding myself why we were doing it why we were putting ourselves through the pain um and also a little bit of um kind of the responsibility to the people that had already donated by that point yeah. because yeah i mean we'd had over a grand by that point i think and it was just it was like all these people have given their money mm. to support the cause and but also because we're doing this crazy thing so to make it worthwhile like we have to complete it yeah, yeah. you're either going to do it and people are going to see it or you're not going to do it and people are going to see it like so you've just got to your body's just got to go through it and yeah. it's kind of along for the ride i guess you, yeah you're going to accomplish it whether you like it or not there was um, a, f a few conversations we had where we'd planned to finish at a certain time. Um, hopefully, I think it was off the top of my head, eight or nine o'clock. Was another of the big walls that you hit that time that we'd talked about finishing and you still had so many repetitions to go? I didn't even know you'd talked about finishing at that time. And it, was still, <laughs> it was still fucking hard. <laughs> um, I think for me, I kind of, the time became a number rather than, time if that makes sense so like mm. i just went okay so we started at six so this hour ends at seven and then i'll put the numbers in <laughs> and then the next one starts at seven and ends at eight like it wasn't it didn't translate to a time of day it was just kind of blocks of an hour second. yeah um, do you think doing it in a sealed room helped 
Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Well, I did actually say that at one point. I was like, it's quite lucky we don't have any windows in here. Yeah. Um, Bright LEDs. Yeah. And then <laughs> but also, I think doing it in the summer, well, summer-ish helped because up until, I think, the last time, the sun was just setting the last time we came out. I think it was kind of like dusty. Oh, yeah. I see what you but mean. basically, every time we came out of the garage, it was still daylight. So um, at one point, we came out at like eight o'clock and I was like, it could still be five. Yeah. Like, it doesn't. There's um, only one time, like I say, where we came out and it was dark and that was right at the end. Yeah. That's really interesting. Rianne, I've realized that I've just asked about a million questions in a row. But, uh, but do you want to jump in? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, think I've, I think I've asked the ones that I wanted to ask early on. Um, so we've, we've gotten to the point now where you're you, you almost at the end. Did any of you guys find yourself <laughs> at a point where your body felt horrible and you thought it cannot get any worse and then right towards the end you were like fuck this is actually getting <laughs> really really bad <laughs> yeah uh, did, you, did you ever reach a point where you nearly gave up oh yeah i didn't at the end but i think that separated robin and and me robin being a successful sports person and me being a wannabe uh, <laughs> i think at the end i I'd, I'd gone to just like two deadlifts and i think at that point robin had then scaled back up to 10 for some reason um <laughs> Which I don't understand. Um, yeah. We also stopped benching at that point. Um, yeah. So I think it was with 870 to go. We just went. It's not, yeah, because we're going to get half reps for the same amount of effort on bench. It's yeah. not worth it. Um, so, yeah, we went through a period where we were just like each just doing five, but just hardly basically our rest was the other person's set of five. Yeah. Um, Can you remember a specific point on there where you thought actually, like, we are going to do this. Um, I 100% know that we will get there. goes back onto your reps thing, I think. goes goes back onto, you were asking um, how the reps felt. I think there was a certain point, depending on what the board said, I think when, it, when the top number that we'd completed was going up and the other number was going down, I was like, yeah, we can definitely do this. And then after a while, when it was still in the thousands after several hours mm -hmm. then it was demoralizing again and then i think at the end when it was going into you know, triple digits when it was in the hundreds it was really great and then suddenly it was really hard because it was like we could do 200 and something reps but it would still look like there was so much so yeah what yeah. were the what were those last few sets like uh so the last few were easy it was the ones between 870 and like oh god 300 that was hard that were horrendous yeah that was bad um i think they yeah physically and mentally they were probably the hardest reps mm. um because we were just so tired by that point but then it was also it was like what half past nine ten o'clock at night i started worrying about again the neighbors nice. and the noise so i started slow <laughs> slowing my descent down on my deadlift oh no um James basically was like, what are you doing? Um, so we did, we did a bit of noise testing. Like he came into the house and I did a few reps and we verified that you couldn't actually hear it. So, hear um, so that was okay. Uh, but yeah, I was definitely, because I was like, well, it's 10 o'clock at night. People are going to be trying to go to bed or you don't want to be slamming a deadlift bar down. Mm. Um, so there was a bit of that that came into play as well. But once I kind of stopped worrying about that, then it did get a little bit easier. Uh, at what time did you actually finish? Uh, 23.38. 20, I think I got a message at like 
twenty-three fifty-eight, something like that. But what was? What did it? What did it? What did it feel like to finish? Uh, so um, <laughs> my parents, well, my family mm. um, said wanted to be on a FaceTime call with us when we finished. So we got down to the final twenty reps. And then we had like a 10 minute break while we tried to get everyone on a FaceTime call together <laughs> so that they could actually see us. Classic. Um, so there was a bit of like, come on, we just want to finish. Yeah, and also done. it was quite nice that they were there. Um, yeah. And then they wanted a chat afterwards. And yeah. Just kind of like, um, uh, <laughs> yeah. They, they started just having a catch up and we were like, we're really tired. Can we just go now? <laughs> also, because I was like, I'd kind of vlogged through the whole day um, and was updating my Instagram the whole mm-hmm. time. And so I knew that once we finished talking to them, I'd have to do my final update to say that we'd finished. Um, so that was kind of all that I wanted to do. <laughs> which then didn't upload as well. Which, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so how did you feel in the aftermath um, of this event? I mean, it's a few <laughs> days after now. Um, how bad was it the day after? The day after that? And <laughs> just let me know. So, I mean, I think the first thing to touch on is like, we basically just, we hardly slept on Saturday night. Mm. Um, just getting PTSD of the squats, <laughs> just going back to the squats mentally. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm still <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to bend my knee again. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I think because, I mean, we, well, you especially, because I was faffing about with social media and stuff, but I think you were in bed within half an hour of finishing mm. or something so and it felt really good and i was like yeah this is gonna be amazing you know when you're ill and like you've got a fever or whatever and you get into bed and you're like this is the, the coziest thing ever and then after about a minute you're like i'm so uncomfortable <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of like that yeah um so yeah sleep sleeping was hard i think i woke up after like two hours just because rolling over was so painful so mm. it was like the oh. dom it was almost like the dom's that were from the morning session had set in <laughs> by that point. <laughs> um, they kicked in, Joe, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and then, it, so it was just, because it was so painful to roll over or move in bed, it's like you woke up every time you tried to move. Yeah. Um, and then remembered the squats. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday was pretty much a complete write-off. Like, we couldn't do, we just lay on the sofa and watch really crap TV that didn't involve any brain power. Yeah, it was amazing, yeah. actually. Um, do, you, do you think it took more of a toll on you physically or mentally? I think it's benefited us mentally, I would say. Um, and then physically, I think now we're starting to feel fine. So and maybe not as detrimental as, as we thought. Yeah. Um, don't know I think, I, so I've been thinking about this actually over the last couple of days. The best way to describe how we felt on Sunday was hungover with the worst doms you can ever imagine. Yeah, yeah hungover like, and doms. We had, ha- we had hangover mouth. Mm. It was horrible. Because <laughs> um, we were obviously just still so dehydrated and everything from the day before. but. Um, is it the worst you've um, ever felt due to um, lifting a barbell? Yes. Um, by a long way? A long way. Uh, I don't know, actually. I think, I think there's like a level of doms that different. you can get to and then you just can't yeah. really go. But I think the problem was it too. was every single muscle in your body. Whereas yeah. Normally you'd get like leg doms and then a couple of days later you might do an upper body session and then you have upper body doms, but your leg doms are kind of going away. This was yeah. just everything. You right. actually brace quite a lot when you sit down on a sofa and <laughs> because we'd kind of ruined all of those muscles, um, it, sitting down was hard. We made some fun noises. Yeah. Speaking of fun, was there any <laughs> parts of it that were fun? 
<clears throat> retrospectively, I think. Yeah. The, the thing as a whole. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll always be able to tell the story um, that you got through it, which brings me to um, the question, would you do something like this again? <laughs> <laughs> Was it hard enough to not want to do anything like this again? Um, I'd describe bodybuilding like that. Um, anyway, I'll leave the floor to you. There are two ways that I'd describe it, but I'm going to... No, you go. Like, there's a part of me that's really interested by it. Like, you, it's clear you could train yourself to be the person who could do that, exactly what we did, and get up again the next day and not feel sore. Right? It's just a matter of training your body to the point where it doesn't negatively react to that stimulus, I guess. Um, so you've got, obviously, people like Ross Edgley who do ridiculous things, and then that Iron Man guy, or Iron... Is it Iron Man guy? Who did like 50 Iron Man? Iron Cowboy guy. Yeah. Who did 50 Iron Mans in 50 states or whatever over 50 days. You could train yourself to get to a certain point at least in, in terms of preparedness. But yeah. So I'm interested to know how, if I could get myself to that point. But then also, I, I can't say I would ever do this again um, just because of the, the like feelings along the way so you're not hoping to found um a federation of powerlifting that involves powerlifting ultra marathons then fucking hell no i don't know what <laughs> that, that is something that would be um <laughs> I think robin's but... itching to do another one to be fair put in next one already <laughs> yeah so how about you robin would you, up already. <laughs> would, you, would you ever want to do one again uh i mean i'd never do the same thing again that would be boring yeah true <laughs> but I know, given my history doing stuff like this um, and mm. just the way my brain works, I think the likelihood that I would do something maybe not quite as crazy, <laughs> uh, but still almost on a similar level of crazy again, it's probably quite high at some point in my life. But I think and I know, I know how your brain yet. works, Robin. You, it's, it's going to be so much worse when you come up with something else. I just know it. <laughs> At least have some more time to prep for it and don't involve me. <laughs> <laughs> were you both surprised with the amount that the human body can get through even with a short amount of preparation time oh yeah definitely yeah. um i think we've said it so many times during the day every time yeah the body's just incredible like yeah the fact that the speed apart from obviously the few dips that we had when we needed mm. more food and um a little bit of rest on the speed like the, the speed of our thing. reps hardly changed throughout the day um yeah. which is just mental yeah. like to think i mean we did what 1800 deadlifts or something mm. um it shows how important a basis of like good movement is though because i think none of the movements we did all, all, we were kind of cheating in, in most of them um i guess with bouncing them off of things but like our positions were still fine which is why we're not injured yeah um our positions were solid and we looked after our bodies so i guess it just it just shows if you do have that you can just keep going yeah um, which is kind of crazy i think the most interesting thing for me actually is the fact that where were we what four months ago i couldn't bend over and lift a barbell this is true that was 60 kilos off the floor um without being in pain because of what i'd done to my back and my back's probably the least sore thing out of everything <laughs> wow <laughs> All, the, all those paws deadlifts paid off, eh? Yeah. <laughs> like I had a, had a little niggle after the squats, um, but I think that was due to tightness in my glute that was just kind of referring up. And I stretched that out and it went, and then I had no issues on the deadlifts. So, and it's fine now. And it's probably the best it has been in a while. So, yeah, I think that's incredible. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. 
do you guys think that from doing this challenge or this this charity fundraiser actually that when you get back in the gym and let's say you've got like a um an endurance style sort of set coming up in a big lift whether you're going to be like this is fucking nothing in comparison <laughs> <to doing> three thousand <laughs> <laughs> just smoke it all the yeah. volume incoming yeah <laughs> no please no no i genuinely think it will though because i i use that i already use that to play with myself when i'm lifting stuff like um i'll talk to myself and be like come on you you did this weight or heavier for this many reps two weeks ago so you can definitely do it today um, yeah. so I, th I think it'll show you both just how mentally strong you are and there's endless reserves that you can tap into just to keep going yeah yeah um yeah. and just 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 the strength that you have um both of you internally was just um just sheer willpower like and still being able to smile like 15 hours into it when I rang and I was like going to bed I felt cheap I felt I felt guilty going to bed when you, <laughs> you, know? you like, oh I'm tired it's like how can I say that I'm tired when these guys are doing that now I, oh my god look at the time already um so at this point what I normally would ask people is about their like business mentors or their coaching mentors or anything like that but um, I just wondered if you guys just wanted to give anyone um, a shout out, if you wanted to um, say hi to anyone or just anyone that helped you along the way to um, achieve this thing. Um, well, I think our biggest one and first one has to go to you, Chris. Hmm. Um, he was fishing for it. <laughs> <laughs> I do ask this question all the time, I promise. Is there anyone you want to thank? Just for the uh, help to you again? <laughs> uh, my face in my pajamas in <laughs> no but seriously i mean you yeah you have to put up with me and my crazy ideas and the stupid stuff i want to do in like two weeks before a powerlifting competition um and the fact that you did all this and helped us out and gave us so much of your time so thank you for able to get through it without you absolutely my pleasure um, apart from that, I think just to say thank you to everyone that donated um, and sponsored us to do the craziness. I think mm -hmm. I like, yeah, if we hadn't got through our fundraising target, then it kind of wouldn't all have seemed worth it. But we did. So it definitely does seem worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you guys were absolutely amazing podcast guests. Um, thank you so much for joining us. No doubt we'll have you on again when you do your next crazy <laughs> event or um, get another deadlift record, which is going to be yours, Robin, I'm absolutely sure, um, or a bench record or anything like that. And uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you both go to the next level in your lives and with your lifting and everything in between. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you, you guys. Thank you.